2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Friday, September 2nd, college football week one officially kicks off tomorrow monster slate very excited for it i'll have some best bets later in the podcast obviously a disclaimer do not fire your entire bankroll opening weekend uh, i'm sure everybody when they were in their early 20s they got giddy about the nfl and they went opening weekend and you flush 1500 bucks and you're like oh my gosh do i have to reload by week three everybody's been there anybody who would say they hasn't is lying and not a real gambler um week one college football a lot of good games a lot of enticing matchups i found some edges I'll tell you what I played. Hopefully, we could give out some winners here on the podcast later. Obviously, we will talk about the Tom Brady-Giselle bombshell report from page six. Bummer for Brady. And if you're a Tampa Bay Bucs fan, you've got to be a little concerned. Offensive line, wide receivers, Tom Brady not happy at home. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we got to start with the big blockbuster NBA trade on Thursday. I mean, some people may take umbrage with the word blockbuster. It certainly was a shocker. And I've talked about this ad nauseum for years. All these reporters who float, oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell going here, and um, Kevin Durant's going there, and this, and that. None of these guys have a friggin' clue. Because the smart GMs play their stuff close to the vest, and Danny Ainge sends Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who, let me check my notes here, nobody had that! Nobody! Absolutely nobody had the Cavs landing Donovan Mitchell. So don't try to say, oh, well, this guy talked about it four months ago. If you mention it in passing, shoot, I can mention 20 teams that are in the mix for any player and, and act like I'll do a victory lap on that. Nobody had this. Everybody thought it was the Knicks. And here's where, you know, I don't know if I, it's, it's still early here and I don't want to, I don't know if I want to kill the Knicks because I do think they have a pretty solid team. Top, top nine in the East, I think. We'll see how things break. But on Wednesday, they announced the big R.J. Barrett extension. And that must have ticked off the Jazz. Because the Knicks essentially said, hey guys, we don't think you have any better offers out there for Donovan Mitchell. We have the most picks. Nobody else has any good players. We have R.J. Barrett. And I would argue R.J. Barrett's better than Colin Sexton, Laurie Markin, and Ochi Agbaji, the Kansas wing, who I like. I like all those three guys, but I like R.J. Barrett way better. I mean, R.J. Barrett, you know, top five pick, out of Duke. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar. I will bet on R.J. Barrett making more all-star games than Sexton, Markin, and Agbaji combined. Uh, What is an all-star game worth? Who knows? But I think R.J. Barrett can be a good two. He could be a great three. I mean, think about it. Andrew Wiggins was a former number one pick. They tried to make him a one, wasn't a one. He ends up being a 3, a 2-3, like by 2-3, I mean the second or third best player on the team. Curry obviously was best. Uh, Wiggins, you know, was was stellar, but like that was a weird Warriors team. They had Jordan Poole emerging, Clay, given his history, uh, Draymond, I know he got benched to the finals. But like Wiggins as a 2 or 3 is perfect. He's not a 1. RJ Barrett as a 2 or 3, depending on who the 1 is. Seems like a good fit. Now, if he's the three, and you've got Randall, Brunson, and Barrett, that's still good if you're the Knicks. Obviously, it stings, and Knicks fans are really bent out of shape. But, A, they did not overpay. And then, B, I I don't—this is weird, but it feels like a win-win, right? The Cavs got uh, a—they got got Donovan Mitchell. Now, he's a zero-time All-NBA player, three-time All-Star, been in the playoffs a bunch— I like Donovan Mitchell. Is he a top 15 player in the league? I don't know. But all NBA, then you could say, well, Jay, what does all NBA mean? Rudy Gobert's been all NBA a bunch. Is he better than Mitchell? Can you even keep Rudy Gobert on the floor at the end of games? Uh, Playoff games, I should say. (laughs) Tough one. But basically, the Knicks said, we're going to call your bluff. And a day later, the Utah Jazz said, okay, fine, we'll just take what we got from Cleveland. And we'll send Donovan Mitchell there. Now, I, I I I said this on social media yesterday. I don't think this is a hot take. When you look at Garland, Allen, Mobley and Mitchell, it's a damn good quartet. I would say that's better than what the Lakers have. And if you want to extend it out beyond those four, Kevin Love, solid veteran off the bench. Ricky Rubio, as good of a backup point guard as you'll find in the league. Karis Levert, you know, sixth man scorer. Like, They have a better roster right now than the LA Lakers. And that has got to chap the ass of LeBron James. LeBron has to be bent out of shape here. Has to. Cleveland, where I went and won a title, one of the most meaningful titles in sports this century, yeah, that's not hyperbole. He went back to Cleveland and won the title. Leaves for the Lakers. Now, he did win a chip with the Lakers, but I don't think anybody thought that the Cavs would have a better roster going into the season than the Lakers. But that's true. And I'm sorry to those of you who think, why do you have to make it about the Lakers? Well, LeBron did play for the Cavs, guys. I'm sorry. Now LeBron, from Akron, Ohio, is watching Cleveland build a damn good roster. And you know who he's looking at this morning? Rob Palenka? Jeannie Buss? We couldn't get Kyrie? And the friggin' Cleveland Cavs can deliver Donovan Mitchell? I mean, I'm I'm personally surprised. I don't know how Mitchell will feel going from Utah to Cleveland uh, as a life destination. But again, it's it's a pit stop. What does he have? Three, four years left on his deal. Now, a couple things from the gambling perspective: Cleveland's win total shot up forty-two and a half to forty-eight and a half. They're in the East. The East is pretty loaded. Forty-eight and a half wins. It should be doable to win the NBA title. They were hundred to one. Now they're forty to one. NBA, obviously very different than any of the other sports we talk about here because you got to win four or seven. Usually the best player wins. I I don't want this to be a shot at Cleveland. I know there's going to be some Cavs fans listening. Guys, you look at the top of the East. Tell me. We just said the best players usually win. As good as Mitchell, Garland, Allen, and Mobley are. Will the Cavs have the best player on the court against the Celtics? No. Will they have the best player on the court against the Nets? No. What about the Sixers? No. I think they will against the Raptors, but I think it's pretty pretty clear right now. We'll add the Bucks obviously with Giannis. Bucks, Celtics, Nets, Sixers are the four teams at the top of the East. I don't. Th- I think that's an inarguable fact right now. And I love the Cleveland trade. If you want to go and look and say, well, seven game series, you know, injuries happen. Look at the Nets last year. Maybe the Celtics are tired after that long run. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks lost Middleton. They kind of fell apart. Like things happen. And beads, injuries. Sixers choke artists in the playoffs. Like, Sixers haven't been in the conference finals in forever. It's you know, things happen. I I don't think when we started the playoffs, a lot of people had the Golden State Warriors as the team coming out of the West. It was Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. And they end up losing to Dallas. Things happen. It's a weird league, but usually the team with the best player overall prevails. Now, explain how the Nets got smoked 4-0 by the Celtics. Well, you know, I, I said at the time I thought Jason Durant had passed uh Jason Tatum had passed Kevin Durant. A lot of people did not like that. Don't care. Ben Simmons did not play, Joe Harris did not play. You know, N- Nets had a bunch of injuries. I'll I'll just quickly say if you're rounding out the East, I think there's a strong case that the Cavs they gotta be they gotta be fifth in the East, right? I would still rank it Celtics above the Bucks, even though I know last year if Middleton were there, Bucks probably win that series. I would go Celtics, Bucks, Nets, and a lot of questions about the Nets, obviously, but on talent, you've got to put them there. We'll see what happens with Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is there and Seth Curry and Joe Harris, like that roster is ridiculous. They could be one or two. And I'll put the Sixers at four, although, man, when I was in Vegas this week, I nearly bet the Sixers' win total over, but I forgot one of my cardinal rules. Don't bet NBA win totals in September, Jason. Things happen. Training Anybody goes down, you know, whatever. I, I, I didn't do it. So I put the Cavs at five. I, I won't be popular, but I have the Atlanta Hawks six. I just love the combination of DeJonta Murray and Trey Young. Really, really good. Um, it, it's, it's a formidable group right there. That backcourt is going to be filthy. Miami Heat, I have a 7. I know, I know, falling from 1 to 7 is, dro- is a calamitous drop. But they had a lot, you know, let's see how Tyler Hero responds to three months of trade rumors. Jimmy Butler getting up there in age. They had injuries last year. They were still the number one seed. I, it, it just feels like there will be some drop-off for Miami. Raptors 8, Knicks 9, Bulls 10. East is ridiculously deep. Now, the West is insanely deep. We, we went through the Lakers uh, a couple days ago, and I don't have the Lakers as one of the 10 best teams in the league. They're probably six, seven, eight in the West. But overall, I think the overarching thing that I love here is the middle class, lower class NBA teams are swinging for the fences. We saw that twice this summer. Minnesota, you can call them lower class, middle class, whatever you want, they don't get free agents. So what do you do if you're Minnesota? You overpay for Rudy Gobert. Cleveland ain't getting no free agents. What do you do? You overpay for Donovan Mitchell. So ultimately, I think both those deals are win-win for each side. I know that's not a hot enough take for the straight fire podcast, but, you know, I, I think it's okay to say I'm rooting for Minnesota and Cleveland for going for it. You could continue to be Minnesota, hey, we're really plucky. We're in that four to nine range for the next five years with Anthony Edwards and Cat. And man, you could just say, you know what, we're going to go for it. Bring on Rudy Gobert. We'll figure it out. We've got as much talent as just about anybody in the West. And they do. Why the hell not us? I love that. And if you're the Cleveland Cavs, you say, well, shucks. Garland is an emerging stud. I really like Evan Mobley, who looks like a franchise center. Jarrett Allen is is another big guy. They got Twin Towers there. And now we add Mitchell? I love Cleveland going for Cle- no No big-time free agent is signing. And when I say big-time, I mean like top 25, 30 player in the league because that's where Mitchell and Gobert are. And they just went to teams that would never normally get them. So what this does is the trickle-down makes the NBA so insanely deep I mean, I, I, I said this on, a, on the podcast a while back. The NBA's never been this deep talent-wise and team-wise. Now, a couple of years back, we had the super teams where you had the cluster of super teams just loaded with three stars. You now have a bunch of teams with two stars and like the the, the, the 80, 80th percentile stars are, are really, really good players. And you've got now essentially 20 teams legitimately in the mix. I know people will say, Jason, Cleveland has no chance to win the NBA Finals. I'll just remind you guys. The Atlanta Hawks were in the conference finals two years ago. The Atlanta Hawks. Let that sink in. The Dallas Mavericks were in the conference finals last year. Things happen in this league. And, and I know, neither of them prevailed. I got it. What is the conference finals? A lot of people are going to take a dump on that and say, oh, conference finals. Who cares? Anybody gets there. Okay, that's fine. Tell the Philadelphia Sixers everybody gets to the conference finals. Let me know what they think. Their fans have been starved to get back to the conference finals. I mean, hell, I just kind of knocked down the Miami Heat a peg. You guys remember game seven at home against the Celtics? That was like a close game with one minute left. The Miami Heat could have been in the finals for the second time in three years. Like, it's a tough league. And all I'll say is, Minnesota and Cleveland put themselves in position to win. And, you know, Portland had this for years with CJ and Dame, and they could never figure out the wings or the front court. You know what? They had an awesome run, and now they're starting the rebuild process, and it kind of stinks, but they had a great run. Portland was electric. They were in contention. They made the conference finals. I think you've got to be happy with that. Listen, not everybody's going to win the championship. This ain't college football where Alabama's expected to be in the national championship. Every freaking year. Like, it doesn't work like that in the NBA. So I love this team. Uh, This Cleveland team is going to be very good. I really like Minnesota. I think both of them are, like, fringe contenders where if things break the right way. Again, guys, I mean, we saw Chris Paul on the number one seeded Phoenix Suns totally melt down in the playoffs, in the final three games. Totally vanishing act. You just don't know what's going to happen. So get yourself in position to contend. I don't care about the picks. And I don't care about the pick swaps as much. Get yourself in the mix to contend. And, you know, Cleveland did that, which is awesome.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with all state to save and get protected from mayhem like this bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions
2: there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you
3: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: All right, let's quickly pivot to Tom Brady. Tough topic to discuss. The headline in, in the New York Post, page six, exclusive. Trouble in paradise. Tom Brady and Giselle in epic fight. The model has left their family compound in Tampa for Costa Rica, following a series of heated arguments over Brady's shock decision to unretire from the NFL. And they go on to say that um, Tom Brady, you know, they got three kids or whatever. Uh, there were some like, I, I guess um, uh, uh, anonymous quotes. "There's been trouble in the marriage over Tom's decision to unretire. Giselle has always been with the one with the kids. He had agreed to retire to focus on the family. Then he changed his mind. And listen, tell me, you guys, any any of the married dads out there know what I'm talking about. This is a tough spot. Now, I don't know what kind of agreement Brady and Giselle had. But when Giselle went and told, uh, according to The New York Post, British Vogue, it takes work. To be really in sync with someone, especially after you have kids, his focus is on his career. Mine is mostly on the kids. And Giselle clearly not thrilled with that. And I know I I had a guy tweet at me that, well, Jason, he's making like 20, 30, 40 million a year. What could she complain about? And I'm like, well, you sound like (laughs) you sound like someone who is not married because the, the, the money automatically clears it up. Like Tom Brady's been doing this for their entire relationship. You know, Giselle's been itching to get him to retire so he could be with the family. And Brady's like, well, I, I kind of want one more year. And I know you guys are going to just say, well, it's just September to January, but it's not really because you have to train to get ready leading up. But if you have a deep run in the playoffs, great. It it ain't easy. That's five months. My wife jokes that she's a football widow during NFL season we we went to our church homecoming weekend last weekend and you know, the, the, the new pastor, I had met him before, nice guy. And my wife's like, yeah, this will be the last time you'll see Jason cause of football season. And I was, it felt a little bad hearing that out loud, but that's kind of the reality. I, I can't miss NFL games. Once the season gets in Fox will be doing a gambling show. I don't know when that's starting but we will be doing a gambling show right before the games. So there'll be shows Sunday morning, Monday, maybe Thursday. And think about the NFL now. They've done such a good job spreading it out. Thursday night, football. Friday night's a one night off, so you can go watch uh, high school football, right? Saturday, college football. Sunday, NFL. Monday, NFL. I mean, and that's for 18 weeks it's brutal. Now imagine as you're a player, you know, you're Tom Brady. You, it ain't just four days. So this is a tough one for Brady. And I, you guys hear the quote all the time, happy wife, happy life. Tom Brady's going to be going through it right now. Now, maybe this is overblown and, and Giselle will come out and knock it down on, on social media. And that would be great. But if I'm a Bucks fan right now, I am not feeling particularly great about the Tom Brady situation. It's tough, man. Tom Brady is in a whole mess of trouble because he decided to come out of retirement. Now, then you can start asking, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he come out of retirement because Arians left? If Arians was still the coach, would Brady have stayed in retirement? And you're like, well, why did Tom so badly want to come back? Well, he played great. Yeah, lost a tough playoff game to the Rams. Good comeback. Yeah, it's just I I don't I don't think anybody has the answer. Only Tom Brady really knows what the deal is with him and his wife, and it stinks for him to for him to play out like this. That he's got to deal with it. I, I'm very curious how the networks are going to handle this when when uh, Tampa plays Dallas opening night. Um, if Brady's off, if he's struggling, you know this is going to be pointed out. Or people, the secondary will be the oh the offensive line. Well, the uh, you know. um the receivers are hurt. It's just, oof. Oh, my gosh. It just sounds brutal for Brady. And
0: I I, I wish Tom Brady the best. Uh, that, I'll just leave it at that. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, The cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
4: College football, heading into the weekend. I, I told you guys I'm on Oregon 17 and a half. It looks like that number's pretty much gone. But I've been telling you about that number for a couple of weeks now. If you missed it, I can't say anything. And it's weird because you'd be like, oh, I'll just get 16 and a half. Well, you know, think about the Think about college football and the NFL and how that works. Would you rather have 17, 17 and a half, or 16 and a half? You know? That doesn't automatically mean that you take Georgia at 16 and a half. But if you make that bet a hundred times, what are the odds that you're going to win versus what are the odds you're going to lose more given the hook either way? I mean, it, 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 it's pretty clear that if you miss 17 and a half, you've got to think really hard about how much you want to fire on this. I, It's a tough one, guys. I, I do like Oregon. I think it's a good game. Other games I bet... Uh, Michigan Colorado State pretty clear Jim Harbaugh you know it, it's a couple schools who did this Jim Harbaugh is keeping two quarterbacks and someone theorized to me well he's doing that because once you announce one guy is the starter the other guy's going to transfer because he wants to go play somewhere else so Harbaugh is kind of keeping two in hopes that we can rotate them rotate them and then you know if we decide by week three ain't nobody transferring week three right there's really no point to that. So I think it's a slick move by Harbaugh. And I also think this incentivizes Michigan to want to run up the score as much as they can. The problem is Colorado State has a lot of uncertainty. Um, new head coach, new quarterback. They got a lot of guys in transfer. I think they can score too. So I took the over in Michigan, Colorado State. It was at 50.5. It's up to like 61.5. That's a little high. But m- maybe there's some game day money the opposite way. I- I'm on the over there. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, Cincinnati, Arkansas. Another game I talked about. This opened. And you, you're you like, Jason, where can you find where the games open? There's a website that they, they tinkered with it, so it doesn't look as great now. Vegasinsider.com. You go to like the odds section, it'll show you what opened at. Cincinnati, Arkansas opened way many, like four months ago at eight. Sat there for a while. Seven and a half seven. Now it's down to six, six and a half. So again, if you like Cincinnati, Desmond Brenner's gone, Sauce Gardner's with my Jets, you're not getting the best number. But as you will know, there are many options out there. You got a local, I don't advocate going to a local guy, but there are locals um, online, depending where you live. Like there are options here to shop around and hopefully get that seven. I do think Cincinnati keeps us close. I like Luke Fickle. He's also doing the quarterback dance, right? Hasn't named a starter for the game yet. And as such, Arkansas is kind of in the dark. Well, who are we facing? They got this transfer from Eastern Michigan who's got the experience, but then they've got their highest rated recruit ever, this kid Prater, who's probably the future. But do you want to throw him into an environment on the road against an SEC team that may be a little bit much? But... If you if you announce Ben Bryan as the starter, just pray to say, you know what? I sat behind Ritter for two years. I, I redshirted, sat behind Ritter. I'm out of here. A, a, do you want to lose him? No. So I, I think there's a, a smart move by Fickle. And I think Fickle's a great coach. Uh, Bearcats return a lot in the trenches. You know, I talked about here on the podcast, uh, betting the trenches. I, I'll take Cincinnati. Not a huge play for me. But if you can get seven, awesome. If not, eh, good luck. Um... The other one, and this one uh, is is kind of off the beaten track. If you're looking for an underdog, a, a dog with fleas, perhaps that could really, really shock some people. USF. So, at Fox, we have a new thing this year where you know they they have certain games and they want picks on them. So for the Fox website, we've got to just make picks, and I got to sign this USF um, BYU game, and I'm like. Okay. I I didn't know much about USF, but of course this is the job. You dig into the teams and you look into USF, you're like, geez, okay, two and ten last year. Nobody's betting this team. Everybody loves BYU. BYU returns a quarterback. Uh great receiver. Like, oh shoot, this BYU team is stacked. And then you start looking a little bit closer and you're like, Oh, BYU's schedule is all anybody's talking about. Huh. BYU, who do they let's see who they have next week. Oh, Wait a sec. Next week, they're hosting Baylor, which is a top-ten team? Hmm. And so what happened in the meeting last year? Oh, BYU was up 21 nothing, destroying USF, and then they kind of took their foot off the gas. USF storms back, covers. USF was a 24-point dog last year, only lost by eight. Interesting. Now, BYU has to go from Provo to South Florida, and I just said, oh, just for the F of it, let me just check the temperature's. Oh, it's going to be 95 degrees? Oh, at Raymond James Stadium. So, USF home, nobody's going to take them seriously because they're bad. As everybody has in college football, they got a quarterback uh, transfer from Baylor, actually, Gary Bohannon. Sorry, Jerry Bohannon. Started 12 games last year. They got 18 returning starters. They've got revenge. They've got a new good quarterback. They've got a team... That may overlook them in BYU. They've got an early start at 1 o'clock. Not not early, but 1 o'clock start. Getting 11.5 at home when they covered 24 last year on the road? Huh. I took a flyer on USF. If you want to put some on the money line, I got some at plus 320. Could be fun. Easy to root for. Now, uh, listen, I don't think USF is winning this game. Uh, BYU's a good team. I can see a scenario where BYU overlooks it. You know, everybody's talking about the game coming up against um, Baylor. I think they've got Oregon. I think they have Notre Dame. Like, their schedule, they return a lot. I can easily see them thinking, holy cow, there's a cakewalk. And then they get out there, it's a heat, and and next thing you know, it's like 23-20 with four minutes left. And I just think it's worth putting a couple couple shekels on USF on the money line. I did take the 11.5 points. We'll see what happens at the line. Um, I didn't do anything on... Ohio State Notre Dame yet I might add to it tomorrow one of my Notre Dame sources and I should preface this by saying it is not my dad league basketball teammate Dane Christ but one of my Notre Dame guys said he thinks you've got to take the 17 and a half now he is you know a donor a season ticket holder um, former Notre Dame athlete like he's plugged into the community there he loves Freeman he, a lot of questions about the talent I I just unfor- I can see Ohio State. Remember last year in the first game with uh, Stroud and Henderson, they kind of struggled a bit, then pulled away late. I can see that happening here. I don't want to get kind of backdoored. So if anything, I would say wait until kickoff, and maybe you can get a big Notre Dame number first half. Um, but I, I, I don't know. We'll see. There's going to be obviously game day plays. You guys can send me um, your thoughts. Maybe I'll piggyback some. Um, it, It's exciting. Uh went to Vegas this week. Late and bets, futures, NFL, college football. It, it's just very exciting. I, I Listen, I don't reveal too much on here about the gambling because you never know who's listening. And um, But I'll just say you've got to have multiple accounts. It, it, you have to have multiple accounts. Sharp books, square books. If you want to have a local, not the worst thing in the world. I, it, there are options out there, guys. And we're going to do a lot of the gambling this season. I can't wait. I'm fired up. That's it for today's pod. Now remember, we are doing a special Saturday podcast with Matthew Berry for all your fantasy needs. So look for that Saturday. Um, and I don't know if we will have a podcast on Monday cause you know, the Saturday podcast is special. So maybe we'll just keep that up Monday. I will be on the herd. Yes. Monday. And I signed a contract. So it will be for several years. You will see me on the herd unless they kick me off there. But, um, Very excited for that. So I will see you Monday morning.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
5: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why and what it all means.
2: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual.